Something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president. I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I let you speak. That's uh, that's that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. So President. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President. Do voters have concerns about your age. How are you going to persuade them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. I mean, I don't know what the hell I signed up for last night, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have like, it was one of those rare evenings where I didn't have a whole lot going on. And I'm like, you know, I got some projects I got to do. I got, you know, I got some, I got some stuff going on. I, you know, I, I'll, maybe I'll uh, get, you know, maybe I'll get some stuff for, you know, to make, uh, start planning my Easter dinner. Maybe I'll start doing that. Start planning my Easter dinner. Right. Or maybe, you know. Maybe I'll play a little Warhammer. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe I'll crochet something. It's my old lady hobby. Nope, nope, because the president decided to add a speech to his schedule. It wasn't on there previously. He decided to add this speech. And I, and I was doing all, I was getting my stuff ready and I was checking out Tucker's uh, uh, Putin interview, which we're going to talk about. But I was checking that out and then, and then Biden was like, I'm going to do my speech now. And he, I don't know what I expected. Do people want him? I think they hate him. I think they hate him and I think they want him to lose. I, that's the only reason I can see as to why you would let that guy go out and do what he did. Welcome to the show. It's Friday. We made it to Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Dana Lash here with you. A lot to hit. You can listen coast to coast, all that good stuff. Uh, you can also uh, uh, stream. Thank you. It's Friday. Stream the radio program. And you can also uh, watch the simulcast of the radio program as well. Uh, if you check it out on Channel 347, if you look at DirecTV, that's what it's on. YouTube, Facebook, always good discussion over at YouTube as well. But I'm, you know, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still under the, I'm still recovering from the plague. It takes your girl a little bit. And so, you know, I'm looking at this. I, I was I was going over all the clips of his speech. I, I don't even know where we're going to start because I feel like you guys, because you guys, we were like tucking your kids into bed last night. Y'all were getting your, your clothes ready for your work day today. Y'all were packing your lunches. So you didn't watch this stuff because you got to work, right? This is my job. So can I, can I also, wait a minute, where's this at? Where's this at? Where's the one? He threw his whole staff under the bus. You heard his his back and forth with Ducey there just a minute, uh, just a second ago. Seven. Oh, my gosh. This is so bad. Can we please play audio soundbite? Yeah, seven. Thank you. You take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material. <laughs> I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. There's, it goes in and points out. Things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were moved, were moved not by me, but my staff, but my staff. This is the question I had asked on social media last night because I was stunned. He, so 
The giant A double snakes tower of boxes in the corner of his garage next to his Corvette. He didn't notice. He didn't ask. That's my question. He didn't notice any of these things. He didn't ask about any of this stuff. That's my question. I don't get it. I got, doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, people know what's in their garages. My garage is kind of a hot mess, but I know what's in there. I can tell you every little thing that's in there, every little bitty bit thing. But that's me because I know what's going on in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like this was nuts. So he blames his staff. He blames his staff. Can we do the flashback? Audio soundbite one. This was when he was raging on Trump with the classified docs at Mar-a-Lago. Listen. And you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How anyone could be that irresponsible. Mm. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Do we want to play seven again? Just to, just to compare again. I mean, we just played it, but... I mean, it's a night and day difference. Just hit it again, Juan. Just go ahead and play the hit again. Being careless with classified material. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out. Things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were were moved not by me, but my staff. But my staff. See, it wasn't moved by him. It was moved by his staff. So this, so the classified document probe, what he went and spoke about, is that uh, the guy who controls the nuclear codes was found to have mishandled classified info. But the Department of Justice isn't going to pursue it because they literally say he's not competent to stand trial. So this is what special counsel wrote, quote, We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with him and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will still want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury they should convict him. By then, a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. So Potatus doesn't have any, like state of willfulness he's just an empty basket so to speak they actually don't believe that he is competent enough to stand trial that's why they're not pursuing this oh my gosh but it gets worse oh it gets worse audio soundbite eight i want you guys to see if you can spot what's wrong with this statement go ahead the conduct of the response In Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. So Biden went to Mexico to tell Egypt's president to open the gate. I'm not kidding.
because Sisi is the head of Egypt, not of Mexico. If you get the if you get the newsletter in the morning, if you're the subscriber that gets the prep that I send out in the morning, thank thank me for not overloading you with memes because I just briefly considered making the whole thing memes about this. His so geography, according to Joe Biden, is that Mexico is right there under Gaza and right by Israel. So he went and asked Egypt's president to open up, open it up down there in Mexico. He was talking, I can't, that's what he did. So he, that was last night. You know, if you're, if you're trying to go out and make the case that you're not an, an elderly geezer who's losing his mind, that wasn't the best way to do it. And then it made me wonder, are they doing it on purpose? Are they sending him out on purpose so that they can make the case to take him out? Because they would love to, to, to push Gavin Newsom in there. Are they, are they trying to make the case to force him to step down? It's like they let him go out there or made him go out there, and then they're doing this to force him to step down. I mean, I really don't know what else to, to say about it. I really, I don't know. I mean... The Babylon Bee had a headline that says Biden calls for the president to step down. I feel like we're moments away from that. This is crazy. This was such, I, I mean, so last night you had simultaneously the Putin interview drop and then you had this. Now, this is what makes me mad. Because we had all these people and there are some people on the right who have this fascination with Vladimir Putin. They, they're desperately looking for some sort of macho icon. They're so desperate for testosterone. They're seeking out a macho icon. I tend to think that a guy who gets so much filler in his face that he looks like a pillow person isn't necessarily macho. But that's me. I guess, you know, we're looking at Gen Z and baby millennials here. So there was this Tucker did this interview with Putin and I did watch most of it. it I got a little bored at the end. And by a little, I mean a butt ton. Uh, because Putin is this old KGB guy and Tucker is Tucker. Tucker has his style and Putin clearly has his. Tucker's style is to pretend he wants to, he'll act like he's questioning you from a point of just genuine curiosity. He just doesn't know. And he makes what my kids call Tucker face. And I've told him this before. I'm like, my kids say you have Tucker face. And he's, he does, he comes from this position, but you know, he's not curious. You know, he knows the answer. He's just, you know, he's coming at it from a position of curiosity. So he sits down with Putin and Putin is, I think, immediately at the start of the interview, there is an immediate contest of wills because Putin is going to answer the questions that he wants to answer, how he wants to answer them, and he needs to establish dominance in this interview. And if you think that these psychological games are not played during interviews, they are. He wants to establish dominance during this interview, whereas Tucker wants to hold the line and press him and keep asking questions and then give him Tucker face, which isn't to put guests at ease. It's sometimes to make them think, oh my gosh, what what am I doing wrong? So, you know, he's got, so Putin has this universal translator thing in his ear, and Tucker's asking him these questions and he starts off asking him, you know, why are you, why are you doing all of this in Ukraine? So Putin goes all the way back to like the 15th century and starts in on this, his, his history lesson. And some of it's based in fact, some of it's greatly exaggerated. And some of what he says later on was just not accurate at all. Uh, And then gets in and takes Tucker on this wild ride of history, right? 
So I'm watching all these people on Twitter going, wow, our president couldn't even identify the president of Egypt and confused him with the guy in Mexico. And here's Vladimir Putin spending 20 minutes giving Tucker a history lesson on Ukraine without notes. I don't like these comparisons. I don't like this. I don't like an adversary, a geopolitical adversary being made to look tougher than our president. And granted, even if I don't like the president, he, he, it's President Daddy Showers McSniff's kids. I don't like, he's potatoes. I don't, I don't want to make fun of him for being a decrepit, desiccated old cheese brain. I don't want to do any of that. I don't like someone that I feel like wants to compete with us and punches up to feel like they're superior to us in any way. I get very vain about my country. I don't, I didn't like seeing that all over social media. But for real, it was like 20 minutes into this thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he's like, Catherine the Great. And at one point, Tucker's like, he's like kind of, you know, smirking at that point. And then he goes, well, how is any of this relevant? I'm, and, and Putin responds with a way that intimates that he thinks that, that Tucker's bored. And Tucker's like, no, 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 I'm not bored. It was, a, we're going to talk a little bit more about it because it was odd. And he was very, Putin was trying to not show his hand and not, it was very, very interesting back and forth. When emergencies strike, the last thing that you want to worry about ever is having to, you know, figure out where your next meal is coming from. And this is where Wise Food Storage comes in. They have a buy one, get one offer right now. In fact, they have a bunch of exclusive deals right now that you can get. Just visit wisefoodstorage.com. Type Dana in the search bar to access all of these deals. For instance, you get a 72-hour food kit, a buy one, get one, $100 value for 50 bucks, two boxes, 12 pouches of premium survival food, and 11,100 total. 20 total calories in each kit. All food is made with high-quality U.S. ingredients, freeze-dried, dehydrated, easy to prepare, just add water. They also have their heirloom seed vault as well. 39 variety of seeds, non-hybrid, non-GMO, open-pollinated heirloom varieties, and each kit contains more than 4,500 seeds with a 10-year shelf life. Order yours today at wisefoodstorage.com. Just type in Dane in the search bar for those exclusive deals like that 72-hour food kit. Visit wisefoodstorage.com, code Dana, and then use Dana in the search bar. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five. So former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan announced that he's running for U.S. Senate this year. So there could be a strong candidate in the Republican effort to flip a seat in a deep blue state. He says he's running for U.S. Senate. He's running as a Republican. He kind of looks like a real-life character from Wallace and Gromit. 
Larry Hogan. In case you didn't know what he looked like, if in case you know that's if that if that helps you, because it helps me. He looks. He just. I'm not doing that to be mean. He just kind of does. Uh, so they could they could flip that seat. There's a one whole seat. Good job, Republicans. That's if they don't get ahead of themselves and lose it. Uh, Pawn stars Rick Harrison rips poli- politicians after the fentanyl crisis uh, concerning his son's death. He says. Uh, drug dealers should be charged with attempted murder. He slammed the fentanyl coming across the border, which is true. I mean, and I, that is true. Like, drug dealers, I mean, if you're going to, like, with fentanyl and stuff like that, why wouldn't that be added? Maybe that's a legal, legal question for people in uh, criminal justice, but still. So Al Franken is going to play a senator in a new Netflix series. He barely played one, Kane Notes, when he was elected as one. He's not funny. I've never thought Al Franken was funny. He's just... I don't know what it is about him. You know how some people, everyone, other people think that they're funny and you think that they just are miserable? Like, I don't think Jim Carrey's funny. I think that it, he's pure, 100% undiluted cringe. I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's a good actor. I think he's just, he's either depressing or he's cringe. He's never, like, in between. Al Franken's one of those guys I just don't find funny either. Less than half of Americans say that they're very satisfied with their own lives because you're not cultivating a grateful heart, Americans. Be grateful with what you have. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. See, tell yourself that. Honestly, it really is. People just aren't grateful for what they have, and they constantly look at what everybody else has, and so they feel less satisfied with their own lives. Although, I will say, in this era of Biden inflation, $7 butter is not helping. I'm not kidding. I'm not even getting the bougie butter. $7 in butter. And when I got to do a pie and I'm having to use like two whole, like two and a half sticks of butter, well, dang, that's like three quarters of the box right there. It's crazy. CDC finds teens use drugs often alone to ease stress and anxiety today in stupid studies. Stick with us. We got a lot more coming up on deck, including all the latest with that interview with Putin. Our partners at Black Rifle Coffee, veteran owned, and they employ retired and active duty uh, as well. And this is just a great coffee company. I drink Black Rifle coffee every single day. It's the best coffee that you can get. And it's affordable, too. And the other thing is that you're helping uh, with all of their uh, all of their efforts to help not just our veteran community, but also first responder causes as well. So they serve premium coffee to people who love America. And if you don't want to settle for bland, super expensive, mediocre swill, the best way to get your high-quality coffee roasted right here in America. Everything's right here in America, unlike other people. Uh, de- they deliver it right to your door with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. So when you become a member, you're going to get 30% off your first subscription order using code Dana. You choose what roasts you want. They've got a ton of selections, and they're all really good. My favorites are AK-47 Espresso. Uh, I like the Sasquatch, uh, no, the Pirate one, and then Silence or Smooth. Those are my favorites. And then uh, you pick your delivery schedule. How often you want it delivered and you're done. You get it. It's discounted and it's shipped right to your door for free. That's awesome. You can also find grinders and mugs and all kinds of stuff every time you're there. And when you shop with Black Rifle Coffee, you're helping to fuel their mission to support all these awesome causes. So visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana and join the Black Rifle Coffee Club today. Get 30% off that first month using code Dana. Save money on high quality coffee roasted right here in the US of A. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Looking for the drive through version of The Dana Show? Check out the best highlights from every show in Dana's Absurd Truth podcast, posted daily from The Dana Show. With the backing of whom? With the backing of CIA, of course. The organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. Mm-hmm. We should thank God they didn't let you in. Although, it is a serious organization. I understand. See, this was this was the little stuff that I was picking up on watching this interview with that Tucker. It was like a two-hour-plus-long interview that he did. It was live to tape. I explained what that meant yesterday uh, with Putin. Welcome back. Uh, Dana Lash here with you, bottom of this first hour. That was a little catty because it's a battle of the wills. And immediately when you sit down, somebody like Putin is going to try to establish dominance in a girl way. Here's let me explain something here. So you have dude fighting and girl fighting. Now, I'm not talking about physical fighting. This is what a lot of guys don't understand. You may your wife, your mother, your sister, your female friend may be in the middle of a cold war with another chick that y'all know and y'all are hanging out with, but you will never know. Because girls do that stuff on the sly. They are very, very, very good at that. Dudes won't even know. And they're good at it because they don't want guys to see. They don't want guys to think they're petty. So that doesn't rise to the surface. Guys just like blast each other and then they go have a beer after. Girls are not like that. Girls are more Machiavelli than uh, Machiavelli when it comes to this stuff. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I think that this is applicable to certain people in intel and in government. And there are dudes, the best fighters, the best people in, in in oppo in politics are the people who fight like chicks. And I don't mean that as a pejorative or as a way to diminish masculinity. I mean to describe the tactics. Underhanded, it doesn't rise to the top, and typically it's only only noticeable by a few people. Sometimes it bubbles up a little bit. And they're very, they're, they can be very catty. They can uh, do this thing. There's a word for it. That uh, what I can't even remember what it's called now where you it looks like you're giving someone a compliment, but but it's not. And that's what Putin just did in this interview with Tucker, because they were Tucker had asked him a question. Well, what agencies do you think run the U.S. government? And he was asking him this, I think, to get an insight of as to what Russians and Russia thinks, what they think, how the United States operates. Now, granted, Putin's going to exploit this and use it for propaganda purposes Yes, but also please just have a little bit of, you know, just I mean, just give a little, be a little gracious. Tucker's not an idiot. 
I know that some people in, in some other commentators who aren't as successful think that he is, but he's not an idiot. And I thought it was interesting because in the beginning, you know, he'd ask him a question and Putin wouldn't answer it. He would stop because Tucker was like, you know, in the beginning, why is this relevant? Putin would 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 say, well, get to that. And then he would finish his answer. This was a little catty jab at Tucker. Now, there were some people, again, these are the people who are like, wow, Putin looks so much stronger than our president. Wow, can you believe this? And that's what I don't like. I don't like these. I don't want to think it. You're, you're, you're idolizing a guy who's not entirely genuine about his Marxist sympathies. You're idolizing that next to, I don't care if it's somebody you didn't like or didn't vote for. It's still the leader of the United States of America. I am very vain about my country, my shining beacon on the hill. I'm very vain about it. But I don't view what Putin did as a position of strength. And maybe that's just because I know girl, girl fight. I feel like Charlie Day. Well, I am an expert in bird law. Well, I am an expert in girl war. Maybe it's because I know this. He didn't have really anything to say there. He was just trying. He was trying to make Tucker feel uncomfortable and plant the seed of doubt in Tucker's ability to stand up to him and therefore delegitimize any strength that Tucker would bring to that interview. That that was a personality. That was a that was a psych, psychological uh, smear is what that was. And he did that. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I figured because it I, I think in the back in the day, like in the very early on, like Tucker considered going into CIA. I mean, why would you need to go into the CIA if you're going into the media, you know, uh, but I digress. And ended up not. And um, I figured that that Putin knew that. And I actually remarked when I started watching the interview. I'm like, how much you want to bet that he's going to try to bring this up the moment they start talking about intel? So I thought that was kind of interesting that he that he did that. And he's like, oh, thank goodness they didn't take you. Well, was that a compliment or was that a criticism? You know, thank goodness they didn't take you. Like, you're stupid enough to come here and interview me. That's what it sounded like. It sounded more of a criticism than a compliment, didn't it? That's what you're dealing with. This guy's an old KGB guy. When you go and you, you and, and to Tucker's credit, he could have stopped there and argued with him. He didn't take the bait though. That wasn't a sign of weakness. That was, no, 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 he's going to stick on his point and he'll needle him with another question later, which he did at the end because he was asking about that uh, Evan Gershkowitz who was, who's uh, in jail in Russia. He spent 15 minutes pressing him on that, which I thought was interesting because that was, I think that question and the way he put it directly, that was the first time that 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 it was at the end of the interview. But Putin blinked. I, I will say he did that uh, because you could hear it in his earpiece. You, some of that kind of went over and they were there was someone else in Russian that was speaking over the translator that was giving him like different. info. it was very interesting. Oh, I watched very closely. But I wanted to go back to the point when they were when Rush when uh, he was giving this huge history lesson and Tucker was sitting there very politely and just letting him go. <clears throat> and I and there were some people like, oh, Tucker's just getting railroaded. Uh, Putin's talking for 20 minutes. Tucker's just sitting there giving Tucker face. And then Putin gets into and again, if you follow me on Substack, I put this up there, uh, the screen grab of when he mentioned Catherine the Great because Tucker made his Tucker's smirk. And then he goes, well, how is any of this relevant? And Putin couldn't actually answer that question. He kept deflecting and going to something else. He never actually did answer that question. Now, I still think this is a foreign land dispute, and I don't care. You might get mad at me for it, but I don't care. I, 
I I want my taxpayer dollars to stop it. I do also believe that it is the West that kept Ukraine in there a lot longer and kept them going a lot longer than than previous. But Tucker made a good point for all the people who thought he was going to be some apologist for Putin. The question that he asked him was, well, how is any of this relevant? He asked him that five times. How is this relevant? How is this relevant to this? Where's the relevancy here? Putin couldn't answer it. Now, why did he ask that question? Because you can sit here and talk about the ethnic makeup of the Donbass region. You can sit here and talk about the ethnic makeup of Crimea. You can talk about the Tartars. You can talk about the defeat and reclamation of the area of Crimea from the Ottoman Turks. And I know the history of the area very well. Uh, because I I started getting in. I, I like World War II. And after Stalingrad, I started reading all about this. Uh, that's all irrelevant. Tucker was right. Why is it irrelevant? What are the borders now? That's the point. Doesn't matter what all the ethnicity, the ethnic division and doesn't matter what, you know, under. And I've said this before. They were makeshift borders that were created under the USSR so as to get more seats on the United Nations. That's why they had all these little Soviet republics underneath the USSR. They wanted to have more of a presence on the United at the United Nations. But that's irrelevant, too, because what are the borders now? That was Tucker's point. Putin couldn't answer it. And there are people out there who walked into this interview with a preconceived notion. They were believing their own propaganda that Tucker wasn't going to ask tough questions and that he wasn't going to be able to stand up and and question Putin like this. And Putin never answered that question. So you have to ask who's guilty of falling for propaganda here. I watched that interview very, very closely. I'm not a fan of Putin. I hate commies. Better dead than red. I literally have it as a shirt. Thank you, Ramones. Better dead than red. But Tucker didn't fold during that interview. And then he it ended awkwardly, too. He pressed him about the reporter that was in custody. And Putin was that was the first time he blinked because he was a little off. He was a little off. Now, there are some people I think that are still mad uh, over the primary and they're mad over different primary lines. And I think that's going to uh, uh, I think pre that's going to pre con they're, they're conditioned to immediately not want to like anything on this. Uh, but then you have people like this, like. Um, like Michael Knowles, the hell is this tweet? There's some people out here that I'm like, you need to, I can tell that some people are book smart, but not street smart. He comes out and says something like this, quote, what's so shocking about the Putin interview is not his peerless brilliance, Putin's peerless brilliance. He's clearly an intelligent, impressive statesman. We used to have statesmen too. Uh, what changes not that the Russians started st- to study history, it's that we stopped. My gosh, why don't you get like a better grip on the hips when you kiss the butt? That's one of the dumbest things that I've ever read peerless brilliance man you are a sucker for propaganda that's that's one of the that's so stupid i mean that's that's i'm retweeting it let's have a fight i don't like this stuff it's like why are you why would you say something like that that's so stupid peerless brilliance why because a guy who's been in government longer than i've been alive sits down in an interview, a KGB agent sits down in an interview, and I can sit here and regale you with American history too for 20 minutes without using notes. Why is that such a big deal to people? 
Seriously? You would have to have notes to just talk for 20 minutes about your country's history? That's dumb. That's your, that's your low bar of measure. <laughs> I get it that some people are so thirsty for a leader in the United States and they desperately need like a shot of testosterone in the upper echelon of, of America repre- American representation. That ain't the way to do it, kids. Not the way to do it. I thought that the interview, I didn't think that he came off as peerlessly, uh, peerless, his peerless brilliance. He looked like a guy who was well rehearsed, but Tucker did throw him. Tucker didn't stop asking, uh, and he's going to actually come on with us. He's traveling right now, but he's going to be coming on when he gets back stateside. Uh, But he, I thought, stayed right on the line of questioning. And he asked all, he asked the questions that I think that we all would have asked to kind of get a general sort of more accurate surface area characterization of what the Kremlin thinks how how Americans are perceived and how much is propaganda versus actual real thought, you know? And then he, he was thrown at the end. It was, I thought it was an, um, a very insightful interview. But I don't think that there's any peerless brilliance of Vladimir Putin. I mean, if you think that, my gosh. Remove lips from butt, then continue. Look, the gold IRA field can seem super confusing. And it's like, it just can be overwhelming to find a precious metals company that you can trust. Uh, so that's why I turned to Gold Co. Because everybody knows that wasteful government spending, printing oodles of money, that's exactly how we get inflation. So I've added gold and silver as a hedge against inflation using Gold Co. You can get their free 2024 gold kit and learn how to get possibly over $10,000 or $10,000 in bonus silver. And that's one of their unique qualities. They have this education first stance and the thoroughness of the information they provide is just unmatched. They have a one of a kind gold IRA kit for individual buyers. It explains the economy. It explains how gold IRAs work and they make it super easy for you to get the benefit of owning, you know, actual gold and silver. Uh, They're dedicated to transparency and honesty. There's no pressure and they have an unmatched customer service with zero complaint record and a first just first rate customer service no complaints so protect your family's financial future future and freedom get started today at danalikesgold.com get your free gold kit from gold co and learn how to get ten thousand dollars in bonus silver that's danalikesgold.com what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Don't let FOMO get the best of you. Stay in the loop and ahead of the curve by following Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of the United States. So in Mr. Boychikowski's response, he admits that he possessed 
the medical specimen, and he admits that he disposed of them. Okay. I 2022 until July of 2023 when I disposed of them. Yeah, so because um, that physical anomaly has been a point of stress in my life since I can remember, and my middle name that I chose is D because my whole life I've been called Big D, MD from the D, and I thank God that these D's nuts were extracted oh, yeah. and they were put into a biohazard bag. And for some giggles, I put them in a mason jar and I put them in the fridge next to the eggs. Um, so let me ask you this, was the conversation ever What is up with the headwear for I'm these you, could you please get your, your This guy's wearing like Mario Brothers Toad's hat. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm looking at Eddie Izzard and Toad from Super Mario Brothers with a beard. I'm really confused right now. This is what you, this is what Kane shows for Days of These United States. Yeah. It's a dude who had his, his giblets snipped and put because you know that's what normal dudes do they get sure. their giblets snipped and put in a mason jar pickled Removed. next to the eggs yeah. that's people get them snipped you know for no the, he got them whacked. He, he got them taken off he got his he got his giblets Removed. cut off Removed. and pickled and put in a jar by the eggs oh. i'm not kidding you that's literally what happened and i'm i'm like um and then an ex took them and that was the ex the guy with toad's hat on i think so you guys know Toadstool from Super Mario Brothers? That was Toad's hat. Like, what in the world? I don't understand the... the I'm confused. So what happened is the, the, the guy who is cosplaying as a woman and thinks that if he just wears a kerchief on his head and holds a dog that, you know, voila, vagina, that... Yeah, no, still, that doesn't mean... I mean, he's still a dude. That's I mean, you can... Thinks, you can you can cut your beans off all you want to. It's just it doesn't you know you're not it doesn't give you doesn't transform your bits into a you know a lady part. But anyway, so he had like literally his uh, giblets pickled in a mason jar that his partner kept by the eggs in the fridge. And then what he got mad because the partner threw him out. What did you think was going to happen with him? You can't reattach them. They're pickled in a jar. And, and, but that's not the question. Who does that? Like, keeps them in a pickle. Who d cuts it off? And then who keeps them in a pickle jar? Right by the huevos. <laughs> I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd cane. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. I just, um, it is something else. But it is. He did look like Eddie Izzard, right? At least Eddie Izzard doesn't go around telling everybody what pronouns to use. So I never, I don't have no problem with Eddie Izzard because Eddie Izzard just lives his life and he's not going to sit here and, you know, push up into your business and be like, you need to change your bathrooms. And you're, he doesn't do that. But that guy with the toad hat, that bothered me. I just hated the hat so bad. It just... I think it, I normally I know I'm not supposed to be mean in person because that's how I was raised to not be mean. But I really do think that if I pass that guy, like say, you know, I was at Costco and I'm like, you know, with my cart and I watched that guy walk around with this toadstool hat. I think I legit would have to stop him and be like, oh, I just have to tell you, I hate your hat. 
I hate it so bad. I wish I could set it on fire, but sadly it's on your head and that would be a crime. But I hate your hat. And then I would just go off and do my business. Seems perfectly acceptable. All right, folks, we got more on the way. Second hour coming up. More of the Dana Show back after this. As we get moving, our partners, folks over at Hillsdale College, this is a great educational institution and uh, one you can be proud of if you're a grad there. They actually teach, th- you mean they, they teach and encourage critical thinking. They teach you how to think, not what to think. And there's a real crisis in American education, uh, a national crisis. People have not been properly encouraged to critically think or even learn about American heritage. But Hillsdale College has been working really hard to change that. So in addition to all the other stuff that they've been doing and their free resources online, they're producing these 60-second radio spots. They're called Constitution Minutes, short, clear lessons on the principles of liberty. And you can reserve your free copy of a po- of your pocket constitution at Dana4FORHillsdale.com. Now, Hillsdale is a small Christian classical liberal arts college in southern Michigan, founded in 1844 to pursue truth and defend liberty. That's been their hallmark ever since. And they educate everyone. They don't accept any federal funding, not even in the form of student grants. It's all about merit and character at Hillsdale. To hear a constitution minute, Visit Dana4FORHillsdale.com. And while you're there, reserve your free copy of a pocket constitution courtesy of Hillsdale College. That's Dana4FORHillsdale.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And in the end, what makes it such a useful political tool for people that want Donald Trump to be elected or want him not to be reelected is that the fact of his age is not something you can rebut. Mm-hmm. He can't be, you can't tack to, if someone says you're too far left, you can tack to the center. You, you, there's no, the man is 80 years old. He rides a bike. He, he, like, like, but he is the age he is. And, and so it's, it's, it's a very useful political attack for that reason. He rides a bike. Have you seen him ride a bike? He fell off the damn thing. Did you see him? He's the, good at riding. He's just horrible at stopping. And standing on the bike. And, you know. And honestly, do you honestly believe that they just let him ride a bike? You know, how he there was only one other time that they saw him riding a bike after that. And that was like to prove to people that he can't he doesn't fall off it often. <laughs> you know, they had to worry about Reagan loading logs in the wood chipper. And they were like, don't do that, sir. It's a wood chipper. And he's like, I can do it better than you. And they're like, yes, that's true. But just like, help us, please. It's a wood chipper. Now they're like, Biden, don't ride a bike. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Uh, top of the second hour you can listen coast to coast you can stream the radio program as well 
Uh, you can uh, find us channel three forty seven Direct TV. You can also find us uh, YouTube. Always good discussion. Facebook uh, and uh, um, yeah, just like uh, in your area, in your terrestrial area. This is what makes me mad, and I'm coming back to this because I'm still mad about it. Democrats were so hell bent on getting power that they keep in this. There's Biden. Ron's getting it up. He's getting it up. Showing Biden falling on his backside off his bike. Jiminy Christmas. It's just so bad. Yeah, he can ride a bike. He can chew food, guys. I mean, like, how low are you going to lower the bar? Guys, he can chew food. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Democrats were so insistent upon maintaining power and keeping this, you know, cheese brain in here that it's now caused Americans to question the strength of their, not just their nation, but of their spirit. And I just got to tell you, I'm like shocked by some of the comments that I'm reading. Uh, case in point, because I was talking about this. Some of the some people on the right are fawning over. Oh my gosh, Vladimir Putin could for 20 minutes he talked about Russian history and oh my gosh, it's so amazing. And I and I made the point. I don't know any American who couldn't go on about the history of our country for 20 minutes without notes. Not sure why some on the right are freaking out because Putin can do the same with his country's history. Jeez, set the bar higher, folks. And I said, stop comparing other leaders to Biden and compare them to the average American, particularly on cognitive abilities. Do you see what's happening here? Of course, Putin would love to exploit the fact that he can talk. And again, stop. I'm going to make this point on Twitter too. I don't, view it as a sign of toughness to put so much junk in your face that you look like a pillow person. Do people know what pillow people are? Was this just like an early 90s, late 80s thing? I had one as a kid. All right, hold up, hold up. Maybe here, let me. Kane, Google pillow person for Juan. So Juan can show the people in the simulcast because I say it so often whenever I talk about Vladimir Putin. I'm actually referencing like a specific thing. He's like, he's not in Jocelyn Wildenstein territory yet, but you know, Putin could get up there if he just does a couple more, you know, syringes, I think. I think he could probably be up there. I don't necessarily think that's a sign of toughness. But people are viewing themselves as they're, they're projecting the president's weaknesses. In a way, they're sort of adopting it when they are comparing what we have to what Russia has. And they're like, oh, look, Russia's leader can do this and our leader can't do it. Okay, why don't you now go look at their freedoms over in Russia and go look. I'm not saying that Biden's responsible for any of that, but why are you celebrating this guy? Democrats put a Putin light in the White House. I'm not going to defend him, but I'm not also going to make my country look like a second fiddle. I'm very vain about my country. Juan's getting you the pillow person because some of you have asked me about this. Like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the, if you're watching the simulcast. Kane, do you remember these? Yeah, I do actually. I think you were a little, you know. I remember the commercials for them. Yeah. I remember laughing at them. I had one of these. I think I had, mine was similar to the little girl one with the big blue eyes, Uh, but I had a pillow person. It's literally a pillow person. It's a giant face on a pillow, and it has arms and legs on it. I don't even believe what they're selling for, like on eBay and stuff now. No, you're not. Are you serious? Yeah. How much are they selling on eBay? Well, this one here is 100 
Dude, I need to go. My mom in a very... 75 for that. That's nuts. My mom saved all my toys and she keeps them in a giant box under the stairs in the basement. Real creepy. Wait, you still have a pillow person possibly? I'm, po- I'm positive. I probably have. She kept everything. Oh. It's so weird. Yeah, I'm positive. I'm positive that it's in there. Uh, and I, I'm just like, I still have a Cabbage Patch Kid stroller. I have a stro- like a, a stroller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's like a green little buggy thing. It's plastic, and you just throw your, your cabbage patch kit in it. She's got that. Oh man, she kept everything. I was hard on my toys though, so I don't know if there was, you know, like my toys went in the creek with me. You know, what I'm saying like I would go and catch frogs, and I'd bring my my cabbage patch kit with me. So I don't know if they're in the best condition, but she kept all that stuff. It's weird. Like she could. She's like one of those like moms that kept everything. Like even all my baby teeth. One time I went to borrow a belt from her and I looked in this box and there was like bags of teeth. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is she doing? She's a murderer. It's like, what, is, what are all these? She's like, those are your baby teeth. I'm like who keep, keeps all this stuff? So you're telling me the tooth fairy doesn't exist? The, the one that you put in slack cane is literally the exact one I had. That is, that is the exact right now, one on I had. Etsy, that one's going for 175 bucks. I had that exact, that exact what did it buggy. cost, like 20 bucks? I don't know. Bucks? I didn't buy it. I was a child. I didn't buy it. It was, it was, it was like a Christmas present or something. Yeah. That was the exact one I had. The exact one. You know what? It's probably safer than a lot of the ones that are made today, if I'm being honest. You know? I mean, that thing was rock solid. I think I sat in that thing and would roll cousins down a hill. I'm pretty sure. Juan showing my Cabbage Patch Kid stroller. I'm almost positive that when we were little bitty, like we would take turns throwing each other down a hill in this thing. Pretty sure we did that at my grandma's house. And grandma and grandpa didn't know. Because I do remember I broke a wheel off at one time and grandpa had to fix it. I'm positive that happened. How did we get to talking about my Cabbage Patch Kids stroller from Putin? Oh, pillow people. That's right. It's a little difficult for me to think that he's like a tough guy because, you know, he's very vain and he injects a bunch of stuff in his face. So, and I'm not saying that to be a negative. I'm, I know that there's ladies out there. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying he's a dude. And I totally will pass judgment on you if you were a dude. I just think there's some things dudes shouldn't do. Overly grooming your eyebrows is one of them. Like making sure they're uniform and they don't look like they're going to grow out of a tentacle and strangle you. That's one thing. But grooming, overly grooming them to the point where it's unsettling, that's something else entirely. But that being said, I, I don't like this fixation with, oh gosh, he's like so tough. And he was able to, look, he was able to regale Tucker with this history of Russia. Any American I know could do that. Now, this is what's scaring me. A lot of people are in my comments going, uh, are you sure about that? I know a lot of people who couldn't. Um, I'm pretty sure that most of the population in America can do. Oh my gosh, really? Granted, there's a lot of stupid people out there. But the reason that you don't hear from the smart people is because they're doing what you're doing right now. You're either doing work at home, raising your kids, or you're doing work outside of the home, also helping to raise your kids by earning money. So see, you're busy. That's why you're not on Twitter arguing with everybody. That's why you're not in the street so you can get hit with the man on the streets in interviews. That's why. I mean, I, I just think that it's because y'all are quiet. Now, you can compare him to Biden and Bi- anybody. My tennis shoe right now, my sneaker, I could compare to Biden. My sneaker's way brighter. I, my, you know, I, there's so many things I could compare to Biden. Um, that it makes him, that everything looks better next to Biden. But I, I don't want to lift up a guy who is, I mean, he's a former KGB. So I'm all for being frenemies. 
but I'm not for fawning over the guy or acting like he's, you know, that this is unusual to know someone's history your, or to know your own country's history. Does that make sense? It's like a giant psyop and Democrats walked right into it. They're playing right into it. <sighs> I don't know. I'm very vain about my country, like I said. Someone's like, I think you're overestimating the schools. I know that. I know that. Someone's like, 20 minutes. Would you like that on colonial era, revolution, Western expansion? The whole nine yards. Where do you want to start? I mean, am I going to apologize for being a devout American and being educated on my country's history like so many of, of you all out there are? I mean, good grief. I just the I, 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 need, I think people need to stop kissing his ass because you're upset over our president. Yes, no one likes Biden, but that doesn't mean I'm going to sit here and start a fan club for Putin. But that's what this is what Democrats have created by their insistence on retaining power by having this cheese brain in the White House. Ugh. So I, I don't know. And then we got what's her face here. Throw this up to me because we've got uh, before that. Here we have Kamala Harris. I don't know what she's her point of her speech is here where she went off about for 50 seconds about the Second Amendment. Can we play this? Because we have Biden and then we have her. I have no idea what she, she looks like. She's in front of a green screen, if I'm being honest. And it looks like she's the backdrop is like Sesame Street. And she's got two flags, like a Sesame Street green screen with two flags by it. But this is Kamala Harris in, I don't know, does she, maybe she doesn't mention Venn Diagram for once. Listen. I'm pointing to the direction of what I believe is the capital. <laughs> and what needs to happen in terms of people who otherwise have evidenced themselves being having a feckless quality to show some courage to reject the false notion that suggests you're either in favor of the Second Amendment or you want to take everyone's guns away, when in fact it's just reasonable. I support the Second Amendment, but What's it's reasonable to say we need an assault weapons ban. Bam. It's reasonable to say we need universal background checks. Background checks. Why is the flag laws? It's reasonable to say that if you want to deal with violence in the community, violence. you also got to understand it's not only about drunk? mass shooting situations, which are horrific, and it's about everyday gun violence. What is she talking about? It's a bunch of word salad where she is like trying to have an accent and she sounds drunk violence she doesn't talk like that actually what i have more no because now what people perhaps had never seen before can be seen to know what's possible but the brilliance of this inaugural class and its leaders is the ability to see what can be Unburdened by what has shut been. up. She did not say that. Shut and then to make up. It real. Is that from this this newest remark? Yes, that is literally twenty minutes ago. Twenty five minutes ago. Are we being trolled? She's drunk. She's drunk. She sounds completely poo faced. She got in a Nancy Pelosi's cabinet. Brurance. Violence. Like what is up what what's up with that? Like you're from California. Why are you like adopting this twang? Good night. Fe- so it's like feckless if you don't support abridgments on the Second Amendment. I hate that word. That word is so overplayed. And our partners for this portion of our program, it's our friends over at Keltec, the Sub 2K Gen 3, awesome firearm. Uh, you got to check it out if you haven't. Keltec makes a lot of really cool stuff and they have a lot of really innovative things coming out this year and later this year as well. This is the Gen 3 9mm Keltec Sub 2K carbine and it folds in half the whole thing. 
optics and all. That's the upgrade on the Gen 2. It's a simple twist and fold motion of that patent pending uh, rotating forend. Either direction folds it right in half and just as quickly and easily deploys it. Optics and all. Now, they're still, they're still uh, they as I said, they made a lot of upgrades to this. So you have the upgraded aluminum trigger, redesigned mechanics. You got a light and five pound trigger pull. Uh, you also have a redesigned operating handle, uh, lightened action, new chamber indicator. Uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff that they uh, upgraded on this. And this is the Gen 3 version of the 9mm carbine. That's the Sub 2K. Uh, it's awesome. Lightweight, accurate, easy to handle. This is one you got to have in your collection. Made in America by family-owned Keltec. To learn more about the Sub 2K Gen 3, visit KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Tell them Dana sent you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five. So apparently... There's Fat Thursday. Fat Thursday is the Thursday before Ash Wednesday in February. So that would have been yesterday. So that was yesterday. I, I never knew it existed. I knew Fat Tuesday, but Fat Thursday? It's uh, known as... Oh, I can't even say this, but it looks funny. Tlusty Swartek in Poland. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds totally right. And they eat uh, a, a donut filled with rosehip jam and dusted with powdered sugar. That sounds lovely. So I did never knew that there was like a Fat Thursday. Uh, tons of rain forced gallons of raw sewage to spill from L.A. County sewers. What are all of the politicians doing in the sewer? Oh, wait, that's sewage. That's. Did you think I was going to have be serious about this headline? No. They're trying to deal with mud because it's the, the Pineapple Express, the atmospheric river. And the L.A. Basin is trying to cope. And uh, they, they can't. So they had a huge spill. Uh, it was Rancho Dominguez... Uh, 8 million gallons overflowed manholes streamed into storm drains. Uh, it was pretty bad. Ooh, ooh. Let's see. This um, truck accident. Let me pull this up. This is WGAL. Channel 8. A truck rolled over a highway in Franklin County, splitting the truck open. And it was apparently there were a number of tractor trailers involved. Uh, one of them was carrying Vicks. Uh, it was a truck full of uh, the Vicks uh, Vapo Rub and some of the humidifiers. Did I, I bet everybody could breathe easier? No, I'm just that was a horrible joke, but you know what I mean. Uh, let's see here. This <clears throat> there was a tiny dog that made a mess, had a little accident on a flight. This is New York Post. It was because uh, some people can bring their dogs into the into the cabin, but the dog was let out of its crate, which is something that's not supposed to happen. And apparently the dog made a mess and everybody in the cabin had to deal with it. They said it was horrible. 
and that the lady, the dog's owner, wouldn't clean it up. Uh, yeah, and they said that the flight attendants had to deal with it. It was on the edge of a seat. And another lady refused to move or take, she refused to move her dog or take responsibility for it. See, that's just being a bad pet owner. Like that's, I think that's abusive to your dog and abusive to everyone else. Just like be a decent human if you're going to do this. Uh, So apparently there's now an AI toddler. This is just not going to end well. Uh, It's called Tong Tong. Yeah, it's uh, an AI model. Uh, or it means little girl in English. It was created by the Beijing, of course, it's China, Beijing Institute for General Artificial Intelligence. That's what they want everyone to be, just like a robotic little toddler. That's, that's what it is. Uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, next. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Elevate your commute, workouts, or downtime with the Dana Show podcast. Unleash the power of knowledge at your fingertips by following Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, bottom of the second hour. You can listen coast to coast on a terrestrial station in your area. You can stream it, Channel 347, DirecTV, YouTube, and Facebook as well. One of the things that we were kind of scratching our heads over yesterday was the Biden administration coming out and said, oh, guys, now we, we actually can do something on the border. We're not going to say what, but we're, we're going to consider doing something, may, maybe weighing some sort of executive action to deter illegal immigration. And a lot of people including my next guest, have been saying, well, you could have done this the entire time. This is something that you could have done the this whole this whole period. Uh, because Texas has been really kind of leading the fight. I mean, not really, but has been leading the fight in this. And, uh, of course, right at the forefront of that, Attorney General Ken Paxton, who joins us now via Skype. Uh, General, good to see you. So glad that you have been such a, a leading uh, warrior in this fight to basically secure our southern border. I just kind of wanted to get your reaction to the administration now coming out and saying, you know, we can use an executive order, I guess, to deter what's happening at the border. Where was this like these years ago? Well, they did exactly what they wanted from day one, because on day one, they said they were not going to deport anybody. Of course, our lawsuits started mm-hmm. three days later against them. So this is about the next election coming up. They've, they've done what they wanted to do. They've allowed, not just allowed, they have made the situation so that the cartels could get as many people here as fast as possible. This isn't just them allowing. They were participating. Because remember, the way Border Patrol is supposed to work, they're supposed to like hide from us. They don't hide from us anymore. They come to us. It's like we raise our hand. We're over here. We want to find you. Where are you? Get us to where we're supposed to go. It's it's all a deal, right? It's not in writing. It's not anywhere written down, but it's certainly the way it's supposed to operate. Now we've got an election where Biden's 
in a lot of trouble on the immigration issue. And so he's six, seven months out and he's thinking, well, let's just say now that we're, we're forward cutting off illegal immigration. I think that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, that's exactly. And it seems like it. It also seems like the the steps that he took, you know, just his first day, I think it was four or five executive orders that he had that specifically looked at everything from the Flores Agreement to the the Remain in Mexico, those migrant protection protocols, all of those that he just suspended with his pen. That was what he did on day one. And I never understood the argument that, well, he did that with executive order. So why can't he undo it with executive order? Well, and yeah, there's statutory provisions in place. And Trump, all he did was take advantage of what the laws were at the time. Right. Whether it remained in Mexico, Title 42, whether it was building the wall that was appropriated, uh, whether it was stopping catch and release. All these things were, were in place when Biden walked into office and he's dismantled all of them illegally and encouraged the cartels to, you know, make as much money as you can as fast as you can while, while we have the chance. And that's exactly what happened. So we are, I mean, really, it's not, it's not an exaggeration to say that this is, I mean, it's it's kind of like a Mexican standoff where we have that at the border right now with the federal government. And where does this go from here? I know that you've been litigating this, but this 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 period, this purgatory period that we find ourselves stuck in before the courts decide to do something, I mean, it's just getting worse and worse. It's not sustainable. So what do we do? Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously the election's coming up. We've got to change our, our leader or this is going to continue because the courts take a long time. We're in probably, I mean, we've got at least four major lawsuits right now related to the border and those are going to continue. And I, I feel like we should be successful, but we can never quite count on right. Supreme Court to necessarily go our way. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. We lost the, the injunction, which by the way, doesn't mean that doesn't mean we're going to not put the fences up and the wire up. We're just, apparently they can just cut them down when they want to but we'll just put them right back up. So it doesn't deter us. It's just ridiculous that the Supreme Court on a very close decision, let them do that. But we have other lawsuits. And I think one of the most important, Texas passed legislation finally, I'd asked for it for decades, for not decades, for, for years. And they passed it, which allows us to deport people. And we got sued by the Biden administration and the ACLU, which you know kind of expect they'd be together to stop deporting people from Texas. Because even though he's running and saying that he wants to you know, maybe should do something about illegal immigration. Actual practicality, we're still fighting them. Yeah. And talking with uh, Texas AG Ken Paxton, you know, you were you're, you mentioned these lawsuits uh, go and, and filing suit against the federal government for this. But, you know, if this border bill would have passed, that that would have stripped you of this ability to do it and moved everything centrally. Will you tell people exactly how that would have would have tied your hands? So what a disaster it would have been. I cannot believe it was being sponsored by Republicans. It would have it would have basically given Joe, Joe Biden the opportunity to say, see, all this stuff I've done, the Republicans approved it, including, you know, uh, granting uh, asylum ability to Mallorca so he could just make his own decisions. Obviously, just importing people that beyond the law, what the law currently allows. But the main thing for us beyond that was that now we couldn't sue them in Texas. We couldn't sue, and other states couldn't sue them in their states. We'd all have to go sue in the D.C. Circuit, which is not the most favorable environment for us. And the Senate knows that. The you're Republicans so, you're so nice and polite in how you describe it. I mean, they're left. They're leftier than than the Ninth Circuit, I think. Yes, it is liberal. And so, why would the Senate, Republican Senate, want to stop Texas? From, why would John Cornyn and James Langford and Mitch McConnell want to stop Texas from protecting our border through le- through legal action based on the law? I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, that's it, without 
you and a few other attorneys general leading this fight, and I think, I mean, you were right out of the gate with it. There would be no check and balance on this administration. There would be no way to sue in your local federal court to to fight this. And I think it would have been a lot worse. Oh, yeah. And it's just hard for me to fathom why the Republicans wanted this. This is a this is good. This would hurt our ability to do things in Texas, but it would really hurt the whole immigration battle. We'd be basically saying, okay, we give up. Let's just let Joe Biden do what he wants to do and import all these people and do all these things that now are illegal. Let's just say, okay, since he's doing it for, he's done it for seven years, let's right before the election bail him out and then we'll take responsibility and put it on, I guess, Trump, who then would be in a position of defending what? I don't know what he'd say about the Republicans. He'd have to admit that they messed this up. Yeah, that's a very good point. Talking with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Another point, and then and then I want to talk about uh, uh, what Governor Abbott has said, too, about building the wall and all of the, because they're very angry that he just keeps, you and he keep just forging ahead, which that you should on behalf of Texans. Uh, but uh, the encounters, because it was on page 212 of the, I read the bill, uh, 370 pages. It was on page 212. I marked my whole thing up. But it talked about these encounters. And I loved the semantics of the left. They were trying to say, well, it's they're not talking about people that they're going to let in. They're just talking about encounters. But from what I understand, those encounters directly translated to, we're just going to let people in, we'll give you a date with an immigration judge, and then you can come back a few years later. Is that a correct way to put it? Even worse than that, it would have given Mayorkas the ability to just let him in. And then he, instead of a judge... <laughs> would decide who he wanted to grant asylum to. So we just have a little czar who would just grant whoever he wanted to come into the country. And now it's just one is a one man show. And so it's actually even worse than 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 that. It's hard to believe. Yeah, and incredibly hard to believe. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott was talking about uh, the border wall. Uh, They're now arresting 30, I think the number is 39,000 illegal immigrants for crimes committed on U.S. soil and has seized 400. This really gets me. 458 million lethal doses of fentanyl. This has been in Texas since 2021. And then when Texas began deploying, uh, uh, General, these force multipliers, you know, the the razor wire and the floaty things in the middle of the Rio that are temporary and can be moved, that's when the crossings began to sort of move elsewhere where they did not have these mitigating uh, they are these force multiplier uh, things. Talk to me a little bit about that because the enforcement's worked. Oh, it's absolutely, you know, people build walls all the time. They build fences. Why? Yeah. They do it all over the world. They People build fences around the yard. Why? Yeah. Keep people out. It, it actually works. It's been working for thousands of years and everybody knows it works. And, and that's why the Biden administration took the appropriated money and wasted it and let, they paid contractors to do nothing. All the materials rotted. It was a billions of dollars of lost revenue that just was wasted. And he violated his constitutional role of using appropriated funds the way he's directed. He's not the guy that gets to just, he's not a king and he's Mm. supposed to like follow the law. He did not do that. So these things work. And uh, that's why, that's why I think Donald Trump wanted to build that wall. Yeah. Last question for you, general. Let's just say that everything, every worst possible outcome could happen. Uh, let's just say that the lawsuits, which I, I tend to agree with you, just you know, on the merit, I, I don't see how anything is decided against this. But let's just say worst outcome on everything. How far are, 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 is Texas willing to go to secure the southern border, knowing that most Texans would back whatever y'all would probably do? How far are you willing to go? 
So for me, I mean, my I, I don't they don't give me a bunch of soldiers. My job is to go to court and fight them every day I can. So I'm willing to fight them on every possible thing. And if the governor uh, wants to defend that border and continue to defend that border, I will defend him. So I've, I've got his back as far as he wants to go in defending that border and protecting our citizens. Because the reality is right now, our citizens are subject to lots of crime, including, as you know, the fentanyl uh, crisis, which is killing our children. And I know too many kids that are dead because of it. And I, I mean, that's the most heartbreaking thing that I deal with. Yeah. And on top of that, we have the potential terrorism threat. We know it's coming because they're letting all these people in. So I feel like we have a right. And I don't think Texas would have come into the union or any other state. They didn't think they could defend their border when the U.S. government wasn't going to do it. There you go right there. I think a lot of Texans would have y'all's back as well. Attorney General Ken Paxton, appreciate your time. Thank you so much, sir. Good to see you. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. We have more to come, folks, as we wrap up this second hour of programming. Of course, we got Florida Man on the way, and we're going to dive into some of the developments that are forthcoming with this, because this particular border bill may be dead, but don't count Democrats out for long on the issue of amnesty. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a Florida man has racked up over $31,000 in charges on his company card purchasing scratch-off tickets. Like, of all the things that you're going to do, you're going to... I mean, I'm not... You shouldn't steal a company card in the first place, but I'm just going to say, if you're going to take your company card and then you're going to go for scratch-off tickets, that's and $31,000 of them. But that's what Warren Johnson did. Clearwater, Florida man, he was arrested $31,000 worth of scratch-off lottery tickets on the company credit card. You know he's going to get caught. Pinellas County Sheriff's Office show that he was charged with conducting a scheme to defraud between twenty and $50,000. And they said that he's a uh, truck driver and an affidavit found that the owner of the company discovered that one of their credit cards had... Pretty had a lot of money on it worth fraudulent of fraudulent charges going all the way back to September. So apparently he was doing this for um, half a year before he was caught. That's a that's a lot, and and I think maybe they need to run better books too. I'm just gonna say. All right, so this Florida man, if you're gonna steal a plane, you better know how to fly it. L.A. Times says a Florida man stole. A plane in California crash landed it on a nearby beach and just walked off. And well, he crash landed it, but it didn't like break up the plane. It just well, Juan's got the photo. Literally, the nose was right in the sand. He stole a plane in Palo Alto and then put it down on a beach in Half Moon Bay. 
And the 50-year-old Miami native, uh, Luis Arez, is accused of committing grand theft arrow at about 5 p.m. He took to the sky's touchdown 25 miles away. Uh, and apparently, uh, one, well, one of the officers says, I've been doing this for a long time, and this is a first. To have someone who, I mean, I don't know. Did he think he was playing Grand Theft Auto like in person or like with a plane like in person? I don't know. Uh, let's see. This is CBS 12. A man's pet kangaroo, which I didn't even know you could actually keep as actually you can. That's kind of the thing. Uh, a pet kangaroo was trapped in a pool area of a Florida apartment complex. So CBS Channel 12 in Tampa says that a kangaroo got into trouble in Tampa. It made its way to an apartment complex pool. Uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff's authorities were called regarding a kangaroo on the loose. And they released audio and uh, some video as well. They put it up on his Facebook page. And the, the dispatcher goes, 911, do you need police, fire, or medical? And 911 goes, I guess police? There's a kangaroo in my apartment. <laughs> so they said that they got the uh, HSCO or HCSO, sorry, agricultural unit. They reunited the kangaroo with its owner. So he did have proper registration papers and could prove ownership. If he didn't, though, I guess that would have been... You know, he would have, it would have been in trouble. But I mean, I didn't even know you could, that, that kangaroo was like bored. Like, I feel bad for it. Yeah. He's, is it a, is it a baby though? A Joey? He's just chilling. He's hopping around. He looks fun. I want to pet him, carry him around. Like, we could be friends. He looks a little I, bigger than a Joey. Whenever I see animals, I'm like, I get the Snow White complex. Like, I can go talk to them, and, like, butterflies and hummingbirds will land on my hands and stuff like that, you know? I just get this, like, major Snow White complex. In fact, whenever anybody's animals like me, I feel like Snow White. And then I hear I hear a choir go, oh, and then the, sun, like, sun's rays come out, and then all the animals come and talk to me. That's what it feels like. You guys know. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see. This is da, 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 two brothers were arrested uh, two Florida dudes were arrested. They robbed a seven-year-old child on a Broward County transit bus. It occurred actually at the very end of last month. It was a city bus. And the two brothers, Donnell Osier and Darnellinson Osier, uh, allegedly stole a cell phone from the child, a seven-year-old, while on the bus. And then they ran away on foot. Officers pursued on foot. Uh, they quickly located them, and while detained, they conducted a live, lima, live lineup. The victim and witness positively identified them. And so uh, the officers noted that the brothers, they, they didn't use weapons. They used physical force to take the child phone, and they were arrested and transport to, transported to Broward County, Maine Jail. A seven-year-old with a phone. But you don't steal it just because, you know, maybe you don't approve of it or you want it for yourself. Don't steal. Like, go out and get a jobby job and, you know, kind of kind of do it yourself there that's i don't know uh let's see here i'm not reading this one uh this one this is like a security one no i don't want to read that one that's boring and it gets too too technical oh here's the one i want so you guys know combos i love the combo snacks right a florida man is suing the combos people the people who make the um the snacks because they were saying that they didn't have enough cheese in them. What? Wait, they sued for that? Yeah, a Florida man sued Combos because they said, saying that they, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much money you're going to get. It's a class action suit. A Florida man's demanded a trial. He says that 
the they don't have enough cheese and apparently he's he says the filling was made with real cheese and and it says natural flavors real cheese doesn't have natural flavors because cheese naturally is flavored like cheese and so they're literally like going to court over it a class action suit good grief all right stay with us third hour on the way with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you think Zelensky has the freedom to negotiate a settlement to this conflict? I don't know the details. Of course, it's difficult for me to judge. But I believe he has, in any case, he used to have. His father fought against the fascists, Nazis, during World War II. I once talked to him about this. I said, Volodya, what are you doing? Why are you supporting neo-Nazis in Ukraine today, while your father fought against fascism? He was a frontline soldier. I will not tell you what he answered. This is a separate topic, and I think it's incorrect for me to do so. So this was part of this, uh, this weird interview that Tucker Carlson did with Vladimir Putin yesterday. And we're going to talk a little more about this. Also get into the Biden doc thing. I think that was very interesting. The timing was very interesting to me when all this came out. Uh, Incredibly interesting. Uh, Welcome back to the program. Top of this third hour. Dana Lash with you. You can listen coast to coast. Uh, You can stream the program. Uh, If you're not listening terrestrially, you can also watch the simulcast, the video portion of the program on Channel 347 Direct TV, YouTube, Facebook as well. That whole denazification thing, that's like a big time talking point that he brought out. And I just think, you know, you're it's a totalitarian state. It's just the irony of saying that is just interesting to me. Uh, But there are people who are panning it and they were saying that Tucker should have challenged every single thing that he said. And I don't know if that was the purpose of the interview, but I, I feel like people are moving the goalposts in their criticisms and that they thought he was going to be, I guess, what, um, an apologist? And he wasn't. I mean, he kept asking the question that Putin couldn't answer. So all the people in their rage at this interview even happening in the first place, Putin didn't answer, well, why is any of this relevant? The history of Ukraine. All of these people were like, oh, well, you know, Tucker sat there and and let Putin go for 20 minutes uh, lecturing about the history of Ukraine. And he just got rolled. But did you not hear what what Tucker asked like repeatedly after? He just let him go amused and sat there and looked at him. Then he goes, how is any of this relevant? How is this relevant to like meaning how is it relevant to their current borders today? I feel like a lot of people are still projecting their bias onto this while also simultaneously and ironically bitching about propaganda. 
I got to call it because that's the way it looks. That's what it looks like to me. But um, there were a lot of things that Putin said in the interview that were just completely not even fact, factually accurate in any way at all whatsoever. Um, and I mean, there was a lot there. Like one of the biggest things, and this is what I hear a lot of neocons try to say. They're like, oh, uh, they, they say Russia uh, is going to attack NATO and are going to get us into World War III and going to push and attack NATO countries. And I'm like, well... They couldn't even roll Ukraine. So how do you think that they're going to step up to NATO? That's so dumb. And then he's saying, oh, well, NATO just keeps pushing eastward. They want to attack us. NATO doesn't want to attack Russia either. Now, there was just enough. There was just enough of a truth in what he said to beg the question. Now, when I say beg the question, I don't mean pose a question. That is not what that means. Begging the question is a term for a logical fallacy in which you assume that the premise is true, thus the conclusion is true. So there's enough there where you could just make this argument without actually having to prove the premise to be true. Does that make sense? So there's enough there to beg the question because he keeps going, oh, well, you know, they're, they keep pushing eastward and, and you know. Finland was admitted into NATO in April 2023, and Finland does extend eastward even beyond the Baltic states of Latvia and Estonia. They extend a little bit eastward, a little bit more eastward than former Soviet republics of uh, the former Soviet states of uh, Estonia and Latvia. But that doesn't mean that NATO is going to pick a fight with Russia. This is so stupid. Stop. So like I said, there's just enough, just enough in what he said. And that's, that's the whole, that's the gambit, right? You have just enough truth to where you can then make this grandiose argument. Oh, well, see, because they keep pushing eastward, they want to have a war with Russia. It's the West. No, that's not true. Nor is it, I don't think anybody, I don't think they, either of them want uh, a hot conflict with the other. I don't believe that. And so there were, there were a lot of things. Like when he was saying that, he basically he blamed Poland for for kicking for like making the Nazis mad. He blamed Poland for that. I am a huge World War II history buff. That is not even remotely accurate. I mean, there were some of the things that he was saying, and I'm like, no one believes this because we have books. Like that's not accurate at all, dude. You can be KGB and you could be, I, I knew his body language. I could tell that he was trying to do all this posturing and he does this thing. And this is a trick that a lot of people do. And I've seen people do this before. Um, in fact, I've done this in interviews before with reporters. Um, I've done that. I've done this actually in a couple of interviews. Uh, when you sit down, I have an Apple watch. It's a lot easier when you don't have an Apple watch. Uh, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll use my phone and I'll put uh, my, the phone time up, my clock on my phone. Uh, and what you do is when you're getting ready to sit down with someone, you either take your watch off and you put it down where you can see it. So you don't have to turn your wrist over or you take it and you just have your clock up and you set it down right where the reporter can see it and right where you can see it. That is an immediate, um, move where you are asserting control over the, the time period that you are with this person. So you are immediately, it might seem like something stupid, but death by a thousand paper cuts. A lot of these little gestures add up to plant the seed in the mind of the person to whom you're speaking that you are the one in charge and that you are controlling this. So when I've sat down with people, it's like it's a boardroom move. When you sit down with people, and especially when I sit down with reporters, I always immediately take an aggressive antagonistic approach with them, no matter who they are. And I will put my watch out or I'll put, usually it's my phone, like I said, because then they sometimes wonder if I'm recording them. And uh, I put it out and that way they can see that you're on my time schedule and I'm in control.
That was one of the first things he did when he sat down. I don't know if you saw that in the video, but he took his watch off and he put it on the table. He, fit, he took his watch off and he like messed with it and he set it on the table. That was, he was trying to do a power move. Now, whether or not Tucker realized that, Tucker didn't change his posturing or his, um, the way that he moved or um, spoke with people uh, or spoke with Putin. He didn't change any of his stuff. Uh, there, I mean, everybody's got tells and people have different tells. When I was in college, I actually had to take, I thought this was interesting for journalism degree. Isn't this interesting? I had to take uh, classes on persuasion. And uh, I did. <laughs> One of the reasons I can I, know, I can recognize this stuff is because I had a couple semesters on, in body language, actually, in persuasion. And you there's like little power moves, gestures that you do, like when you when someone uh, is sitting in front of you and they fold your hand, they fold their hands and their hands, their hands are interlocked and their thumbs form a peak or their fingers form a peak. It's supposed to be like a subconscious power move that someone has. They feel like they are in the advantageous spot. And so that's that that's usually the what they what they uh, the gestures that they make. Uh, I always made fun of uh, Bill Clinton's non-accusatory knuckle point. So if you make a fist with your hand, just make a fist, but, 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 but make a bad fist and stick your thumb out. Don't hide your thumb. Stick your thumb out. And then slightly extend the knuckle of your index finger out just a little bit. That is the non-accusatory knuckle point. That is what Clinton and a lot of these politicians do when they're trying to make a point and they're defending themselves, but they also don't want to seem too aggressive and accusatory so as to flip the sympathy and the audience to whom they're speaking to be aggressive towards them. So... There's all these little things. And he had a bunch of these little, he had a bunch of these like little um, gestures and stuff that he did. The way that he would uh, point uh, right from the get-go when he was talking to Tucker, uh, he noted, he's like, well, I believe you have a basic, uh, your, your, edu- your education, the base of your education is in history, I think is how he said it. So he immediately, within the first uh, 120 seconds of the interview, he immediately starts in, he does his gesture where he puts the watch on the table And then he immediately lets Tucker Carlson know that he's made an assessment of him and he's already read up on his education. It's it's like um, a threatening, non-threatening thing to do. Oh, yes, I know all about your background. I know that you're you actually got a degree in history. I mean, that's basically what he said um, as a way to say there's nothing you're going to do that's going to surprise me. So let me take you on a journey. But the fact that he was filibustering and going into the history of something it went on, it went, in my opinion, I thought it went a little too, it seemed a little too much for him even. Um, there is a time where, uh, there, there's a point at where at which it becomes too much and it does look like you're dancing and it does look like you're deflecting and that's what his whole, you know, soliloquy on, you know, the history of Ukraine and Russia, some of which was invented, uh, that's, that's kind of what it went to. And so there was, there was just all this stuff. But people, I think, who were getting mad at Tucker Carlson for not challenging him, which he did challenge him on a number of things. But the biggest was that he kept asking him, how is any of this history relevant? Because if this country's borders are what they say now, what does that have to do with all this stuff that happened in, 18, in, in 862? Sorry. What does it have to do then? What does it have to do with the 15th century? What does it have to do with Catherine the Great? What does it have to do with any of this stuff? If their borders are what they say now, what gives you the right? You know, that was his whole point. So I think some of these people need to just calm down and be a little bit more observant, uh, really, because I don't think I, 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 I just I, a lot of it, like I said, was just entirely, you know, like when he was saying that uh, the CIA bombed Nord Stream. Here's the problem. 
in the United States, you have most of the people in the general public who have watched everything that has happened these past six, eight years and are just bowled over by the audacity of people in different agencies in their government. I think in 2016, you had Democrats, the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign that hired Fusion GPS, which is an entity that is acting as a foreign agent, but is not registered as a foreign agent. That is what Paul Manafort went to jail for. There are people that go to jail for that. It's called the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, F-A-R-A. Fusion GPS is not a FARA registered entity. And uh, one of the people that work with them, uh, Natalia, uh, uh, what's her name, Veliskaya or whatever, she was the one who tried to entrap Junior at the Trump thing and they made up that whole story. They were the ones who worked with Chris Steele, that disgraced British spy. They had him work with the Kremlin and there are receipts that show all of this. In fact, the Clinton campaign had to pay a pretty big fine over this because they had failed to disclose that they had hired Farah and hired Chris Steele, who they sent to Moscow to work with the Kremlin to try to come up with what looked like organic information to get Trump. And when the FBI wouldn't verify it or have anything to do with it or follow it up with a legitimate investigation, they decided to launder the information through the press. So they they leveraged their contacts of very like-minded, you know, politically like-minded people in the press uh, one of them worked with Yahoo News. A lot of the names are redacted. And the reason we know this is because a Freedom of Information Act request was granted, uh, should have been. And uh, the names, they released all this stuff and you can see people were getting paid for it. And there, I think Isikoff was one of the names. There was there were several other names. Some of them were redacted. Some of them came out. But it showed these these reporters uh, were were laundering this information. They would get this oppo. They would write it as though it was their original reporting that they found and they investigated and they published it. And so f- the Fusion GPS people, because one of the people that worked with Fusion GPS had a husband that worked with the DOJ, took it to the DOJ, said, oh my gosh, look at these stories that are coming out. Don't you think that this ne- necessitates investigation? Then they took that to a FISA judge who signed off on it without further inquiry or even uh, uh, like uh, validating any of the information. And they got a surveillance warrant on people who were volunteering for or working with the Trump campaign. That's literally how that happened. So they got in a lot of trouble for that. So you had people who saw that happen. You had the country that shut down. We shut down the most powerful economy in the world. Uh, kids were kept out of schools. People were forced to get uh, things that were called vaccines that actually didn't vaccinate you. And there's a lot of distrust built up in the public against our government that our government and the Democrats elected in it and some of the Republicans helped create. So you can see how the ground is prime to actually think that someone like Putin is legitimate. It's wild. And it's the far left that, that created this environment. Don't take the bait. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Where does the radical left's beliefs on sex and gender come from? Pastor Alan Jackson explains. We had a sexual revolution, and then we implement birth control, which was going to eliminate unwanted pregnancy. There would be no unwanted pregnancies. There would be no abortion. Immorality doesn't, that's not how that plays. The further we came from a biblical view of sexuality, yeah. the higher the abortion rates come. Let's put it this way. They wanted orgasms without responsibility. Subscribe to Culture and Christianity, an Alan Jackson podcast on your favorite podcast app. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five. So this uh, is a mystery. This, these homeowners in Philadelphia's Mount Airy neighborhood were are trying to figure out what a metal door-shaped object on the roof of their home is. It looks like a door. It looks like a plane door. It does. Because it's like metal and it has a round little admiral window in it uh they have no idea it was on their roof though they think it fell maybe on the roof from a plane but they're like we wouldn't have gone through that is actually good they have no idea the faa investigated they said it didn't come from an aircraft but i mean it looks legit like a a, it looks like an airstream door you know like one of those airstream it does yeah it kind of looks like that how did it get on their roof they can't figure out how it's that's just like wild I, I mean, I don't know. So this uh, one police department in Oak Park, they say that this is, oh gosh, 20, what, how many, what's the percentage? 27% of their entire police force. They're budgeted for 118 officers, but they only have, but 32 of those are vacant. That's 27% of their police force that, and this is in Oak Park, Illinois, that is in, that's, they have, they don't have anybody there. That's a quarter of their force. That is just, they don't have. They're down a court. That's wild. I'm, is anybody actually shocked? I don't know. A 94-year-old, this is, oh gosh, this ended so well. I, this is horrifying. A 94-year-old uh, was found lying in the cold snow, freezing to death for hours, and a newspaper delivery saved his life. It was an Eastern Indiana newspaper employee. She was delivering her papers. A 94-year-old man who used to do the same job when he was a boy, uh, he apparently had an accident, fell in the snow, Uh, His eyes were open, couldn't speak, and she found him, saved him. Thankfully, he was hospitalized for a while, but goodness. Stick with us. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a policy wonk, a news junkie, or simply someone hungry for insightful discourse, the Dana Show podcast has your back. Follow Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The special counsel was not satisfied with that answer. They went and looked in the garage, and even though they are bringing no charges, this is a very embarrassing report for a president in his 80s running for re-election, particularly since there have been multiple headlines this week about challenges he's had with his memory while campaigning yeah it's uh (laughs) you think that's peter Ducey. it's a bad report it's a report that they keep trying to spin welcome back to the program dana last year kane's got this audio of this guy ian sams who keeps trying to say that 
you know, there was no case here. Listen to this. This is they're still spinning this. The president spoke powerfully about this last night after a long investigation that turned over every stone and explored every theory. Mm -hmm. The special counsel decided that there was no case there. That's not what they decided, guys. That's not. No, no, that's not what they decided. That's in fact, it literally here. I, I put the I have the screenshots of the report up. It's that's not at all what he said. It said that he willfully retained files in his garage. He willfully did it, but they're not going to pursue it because he's not mentally competent to stand like to trial for it. They said, quote, it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him. Uh, a, pre- a president well into his 80s uh, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. They're saying that he's too cheese-brained so. to stand trial. They didn't say they didn't say that there wasn't a case there. That was the opposite of what they said. They said that they literally that he he li- I mean, look, this is literally verbatim the report. Our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. And? But he's got that Biden privilege. So the guy that has the nuclear codes who violated the law on classified information isn't getting charged because he's a cheese brain. They can't, he does not demonstrate the, quote, mental state of willfulness necessary to prosecute. Like, listen to this. This is from the report, quote, in his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president, end quote, and forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began, quote, in 2009, am I still vice president, end quote. He did not remember, even within several years, when his son Bo died. And he was talking about the, uh, when his son died, he had a rosary or something like that. He couldn't remember this, I, something about the rosary he couldn't remember. Uh, the report continues in saying that, and his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said that he had a real difference of opinion with Ge- with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. Hmm. They said also, quote, Mr. Biden's memory also appeared to have significant limitations. Oh, my gosh. They said that he struggled to remember events and strained at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. That's bad. So now you're going to see the purge begin. They're going to start measuring Biden up against all these other Democrats. And here we are out with the first. Now insiders are saying it's panic time and the party should dump Biden at the summer convention. Gavin Newsom's waiting in the wings. I told you. One White House official said Biden should not be our standard bearer. Last night was kind of the nail in the coffin, I think. And I think they did it on purpose. I think that they timed it on purpose. I think that they were willing to allow the United States to have the appearance of uh, looking bad against our leader, against Russia's leader, so that they could further accelerate the urgency of their case. 
I mean, it looks bad. It's going to be Newsom. It'll be Gavin Newsom. That's who it'll be. And he's, he's going to have to go on a charm offensive because he has a difficulty in being likable. He seems disingenuous. He's got his own. He's got a ton of baggage. His wife is like Hillary 2.0. For real. You should read Jen Van Lars reporting on them uh, over at Red State because she was born and raised in Simi Valley, which is like the last Republican stronghold in California. She is very familiar with the Newsoms. Very familiar with them. Uh, but... I'm telling you, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's just bad. He willfully retained and disclosed this stuff. He engaged in practices that, quote, present serious risks to national security. And then he does stuff like this. Audio sound by three. I mean, what? When I said, when I we pushed all these programs, I said, I'm going to be a president of everybody whether you live in a red state or a green state. Uh, what? What do you mean a green state? Red state or green state? There was a lot that was bad from this. Um, this is what he said about this report specifically. Audio soundbite four. Listen to this. I was so determined to give the special counsel what he needed. I went forward with a five-hour in-person, five-hour in-person interview over two days on October the 8th and 9th of last year even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th and I was very occupied. It was in the middle of handling an international crisis. Hmm. You're handling that? He, he handled it? Yeah. He didn't even say anything about it for like days, right? How long? Was it two days? Yeah. We didn't hear from him. For yeah. Uh, this is the story that I was mentioning about his son, Bo. I don't know how much of it he's he makes up anymore and how much of it is actually something he's trying to recount from memory because he's lied so many times. Audio soundbite nine. This is all just from last night. It was a, just a wow. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from our lady of... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why? Just why? See, when you when you try to sit here and, and triple and double down on this stuff, it just doesn't work, dude. Oh, and then let's not forget... See what you can... See if you can guess what he's trying to name here. Audio soundbite 10. I'm making Roe v. Word, the law of the land. Word. The law of the land. Roe v. What? Word. Roe v. Word, Kane. Word. Are you, yeah. And making Roe v. Word the law of word? the land. Wow. He's trying to say Roe v. Wade. Wow. I, uh. Yeah, that's bad. That's pretty bad. Also, another little tiny nuanced thing that people are not talking about today in regards to these classified documents is that during the time, he was not president. He didn't he enjoy citizen. any immunity or even 
a, a wisp yeah. of immunity with that. We've talked about that before. He doesn't have the authority as vice president to declassify, any, and that's a process that you do have to go through. It's not a lengthy one, but you you have to tell the archives. I think there was enough was. to put him in front of a jury, but I Dude, think they had to, to say all that. The questions in the world. They had to say that in that report that he wasn't incompetent in order to save his ass. That's exactly what they did. Audio soundbite eleven. Even CNN couldn't believe what that Biden completely went out and said, totally contradicted what the report said. He's not exonerated here. Listen to this. This goes Exactly. That is what blew my mind about Joe Biden's statement. Two major things he just outright contradicts or is contradicted by, however you look at this, this report. There are two things he said that are completely the opposite of what Robert Herr found. And who do you believe is up to, I guess, the individual consumer. First, Joe Biden says, I did not act willfully. Willfully just means voluntarily, intentionally. Well, the second sentence of this whole summary says, President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials. The facts in here show it was willful. He knew. He talked about it. And the second thing he says is, I did not disclose classified documents to my ghostwriter. Page three says that he did that. He says, Mr. Biden shared information, including some classified information from those notebooks with his ghostwriter. So... Guys, he knew it was willful, but no charges because he's special. He's got that privilege. I wonder if they're like, well, there's not going to be any charges for you if, you're, if you step down now. But if you don't step down, you know, we're not going to be able to protect you. I wouldn't put it past them doing that. I really wouldn't. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past them at all to say that. But the report was conclusive. He willfully violated the law, but he is not mentally competent enough to actually go to court over it. So they're not going to pursue. That's stunning. If he can't withstand legal scrutiny, why in the hell is he in the White House? And that's not to say that I want Kamala. I don't see how they don't switch him out. They're making the case. I think that's why they allowed him to do this press conference last night. That's why they allowed him to give the speech and he took some questions and it was just a train wreck. I think they did it because they want to expedite his exit. And they've got Newsom waiting in the wings for this. Just saying. There's no other way that you get around this. And at the same time, though, because I think that Trump's, the classified docs in Trump's case, I think that's like of all the, the stuff that they're throwing at him. In my estimation, and Lorraine has more coming out about this, in my estimation, that's, to me, that's like the only actual, perhaps actionable, and let's, you know, take it to court, and then let's see what happens. That's like the only thing that they could move on. Everything else is just ridiculous. It's, uh, it, everything else really does seem politically motivated. Follow Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, because knowledge is your ultimate superpower. One more, one more person, as I've been quoting folks this, uh, today, uh, Yara Rosenberg at the, the Atlantic said, Biden has gaff names his entire career, his entire career. It is not uncommon that he's done that. Um, that's, is that supposed to be a defense? Yes. 
He's had gaffes his entire career, including that plagiarism gaffe that cost him his, you know, the last time the, the back in the 90s when he was running for president, remember, he had to step down because he lied and actually um, had stolen from for his, I don't know how many speeches that he had. Right. Welcome back. Uh, Dana Lash here with you he, she was asked too. Uh, when can we talk to the president's doctor Karine Jean-Pierre at the presser and she wouldn't answer she's like oh that's I'm gonna walk away now it's done that makes sense because didn't they want like Trump to actually bring his doctor out and all this stuff and didn't they didn't they uh, go and try to find his doctor and sit down and do interviews and all that stuff with him remember yeah. where's Biden's doc I mean, suddenly is health not important anymore? It was really important the last administration. I mean, I don't know. Between him and uh, Kamala Drunky Harris, good grief. I don't know what's worse. Uh, keep in mind, we haven't heard from White House counsel at all since mm-hmm. this report. And number two, um, we haven't heard from the president's doctor mm-hmm. at all that's, up to yeah, this that's point. Yeah, we haven't heard. So where's he at? Yeah. Come on now. But he... He contradicted the report. Wait, there's a great piece up. Lorraine has a piece that's up at Substack right now over chapter and verse that gets into some of the, the other spe- uh, specifics of it. But it is the, the idea that this is a done thing. They're going to try to say, oh, it's been, it's been examined. It's done. Move on. Well, you can't. She has photos up there, too, of where the classified documents were in the garage. That's even more reckless than keeping them by the toilet of Mar-a-Lago, which was reckless. But this is even more reckless because Hunter could go, was going in here and getting into the Corvette. I'm sorry, but if you know the guy was vice president of the United States and you see a box of documents like that, that's the first thing I'd be looking into. Like, I would, I would totally be digging through that just to see what's what. Did we not find cocaine powder on that gun pouch mm-hmm. of Hunter's? What if there was some residual left on those classified docs? I mean, it wouldn't be beyond the realm of believability, although you're not going to hear about that. That's not anything you're going to hear about. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't disbelieve it. I mean, that sounds about right. That sounds like it could be true. Good heavens. Just a mess. But they can't say, they're going to try to say oh, it's one and done. Look, the report came out. That's it. Nothing else to see here. That's what they're going to try to push in this. They're going to try to say it's done. You don't need to know anything else about it. They, uh, we already, look, we investigated it. Now they're going to try to spin this as there's no criminality here. That's not what they said. They said he's too cheese-brained to actually take him to trial. Because to do that, you would have to require, oh, uh, what did they say, mental willfulness, and he doesn't have that. That's not a defense. Just like saying, well, he's always had gaffes. That's also not a defense. None of that, st- stop it. None of that is a defense, you nerds. None of that is... That's so bad. None of this is helps him. Goodness. Now, folks, make sure you go find us over at Substack, Chapter and Verse, Facebook and YouTube, where you can like and subscribe. We got a lot of good stuff up there, especially from our, our discussions this past week. In the meantime, today in Stupidity came. All right. It is Biden's spokesperson, Ian Sams, who has a zero, literally zero response when there was pointed... A uh, question that uh, Joe Biden was answering yesterday and that specific lie he told. Listen to this. The second thing, um, the president also said last night, all the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked 
were able to be locked. But the report uh, says that some of the classified documents were in cabinet drawers, uh, while others about Afghanistan, for example, were in unsealed and badly damaged box What's sitting in his you, garage. Yeah. So did the president misspeak last night? Look, I think the president was responding to a number of inaccurate uh, allegations in this uh, in this report. Um, we've talked a lot about, uh, Justin asked about the diaries. Okay, and so this is clearly the diary. spin's happening and we're entering into the weekend. There you go. Folks, that does it for us this week. Have a wonderful weekend. I will be back behind the mic with you on Monday. Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who are breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app.